0: Okay, welcome back to the good, the bad, and the natty. Today we have special guest Boston Lloyd on. Um, you've competed as a as a teen and a, as a junior. Is that correct?
1: Uh, I started when I was seventeen, so yeah, teens. They they don't have juniors here. I think that's more of the UK.
0: Oh, cool. Yeah, because um, I, I always see that you do like teen nationals, and I've always been quite envious of that. Compa- yeah,
1: so teen yeah, teen nationals. Uh, you can compete up till nineteen, and then twenty, you got to go in the open.
0: <laughs> or oh, okay. Non- right. Yeah, because in the UK, it's like teens isn't really a thing you can do it but it's like 18 to 19 sort of thing obviously you can start as soon as you're 16 and then juniors is up to like 23 so i guess i it's debatable as to whether that's a junior really i guess (laughs) but then obviously it's open um i guess we would say
1: at my last show i did i was 23 i guess i I would have been a junior
0: yeah you'd have been a junior (laughs) Uh um but yeah obviously say you've competed and now you're um coaching people is that primarily online
1: yeah, I started coaching a long time ago. I started coaching in 2013, right after the, um, right after my show in May. So I probably started coaching in like June, July of 13. Um, and I started out with a mixture of competitors and stuff, but now I just do like more lifestyle stuff. I do have a guy competing uh, at USA's that that I think he has a good shot at turning pro, but um, I, I don't take on guys unless they've been with me a long time um and i don't know i just thought i'd rather learn someone's body before i uh do a prep you know
0: yeah yeah of course makes sense but um yeah so other than that is there anything else that you would sort of you know h- how else would you introduce yourself is there anything else that you want to add to that before we start going into the? well questions?
1: yeah I, I guess i have a little bit of a different upbringing well both my parents were bodybuilders um they they owned a gold's gym um when i was born damn um, through, you know, they, when they ended, up, they ended up getting divorced when I was six, so they had the gym up until they got divorced. So I was born and raised in a gym, like in a gym daycare on the gym floor. I started training with weights, like resistance weights, like five years old, four or five years old. Uh, and then, you know, once my parents divorced, I kind of got out of that. And my, uh, my, uh, my mom hired a, pop. my mom ended up marrying a, the guy who bought the gym for my parents. And he was a power lifter. So it, it, it went from me, you know, eating really good with my parents to me, like, just like, I don't know if you guys have heard of In-N-Out Burger. It's a, it's a burger joint yeah. over here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I, I, don't, I don't live in California anymore, but it's a big burger joint in California. And, dude, he would go there, like, three, four times a day. That was his diet, In-N-Out, <laughs> all day long. And, and, and it, would be, it would be, like, in and out for, like, breakfast, lunch. And then we would do, like, Chinese food for dinner. So I got really, I got really fat and and I really regret it because I I, uh, built, you know, all these fat cells, you know, on my upper body. So if I start fucking off on my diet now, it comes right back where my lower body has always stayed lean. I never really got fat there, so I could stay lean. But it sucks because if I never went through that phase of getting fat, I could get away with more cheap food and more lenience with my diet. But now (laughs) since I already have those fat cells accumulated, you know, obviously you could shrink them. They just don't go away. But um and then once my parents divorced I kind of just gave up and um at 16 I decided you know what let me go let me sign up at a gym and start working out again um and then pretty much right away I started dabbling with pro hormones and then got into steroids and I was like oh this is cool let me start taking more shit and then it just took off from there yeah for
0: sure cool. um okay so in terms of competing history so your first show obviously you competed at 17 was that just like a qualifier?
2: Have you guys heard of the Muscle Beat show on the Venice? Yeah, yeah. I have. I know exactly what you did. Dude, you sent me the pictures, or we've spoken about
1: it before. Oh, yeah. so I did that show a few times. That was my very first show. And I did it with that chick I was telling you about, Kayla. Oh, yeah.
0: yeah.
1: A, it, me and her weren't even dating then, but I knew her parents. And she came all the way down from Northern California, and we did that show together. She ended up winning the team category and figure. And I think she won Novice, too. And then I ended up winning the teen bodybuilding out of like six teens. And then that's when we started dating. Um, And then I started, I did a a lot of teen shows. I competed a lot as a teenager. Um, But yeah, that was my first show to do the Venice Beach Boardwalk. And then later on, uh, me and Ariella, we ended up doing the couples there. And we ended up winning the couples. Oh, Uh, yeah. I've
0: always wanted to watch one of them. (laughs)
1: 2013, we did the
2: couples. Cool. Cool. Awesome.
0: That's good
2: good so after that you did i remember you came onto the scene and did the contra costa which is sort of where you blew up and got your oh. fame slash infamy um because um i was a member on professional Russell and i hadn't heard of, about you or anything like that but then someone had posted up 21 year olds contra costa drug cycle on this forum and i remember that's when i first heard about you so i looked at this and i'd go oh my god like so i, I was into compete training then and i i was like 19 i would have thought yeah about, i was really 19 so i I would have competed once then already, and then I had decided, okay, I'm going to go down this route. And my cycles at the time were like 300 milligram of tests and like 200 master on and stuff like that. And I was like, okay, like, like I don't want to be, I don't want to be too dodgy and whatever. And then you know, and then I see this cycle come out, and I go, this guy's like two years older than me, and he's you were on like what three gram, four gram of stuff. Dude, it's been so long for that show. I remember I was just shooting more shit as the show got
1: closer. Like, like not more tests, but I think my trend and my master on were rising, but. Dude, that, that – I wasn't – I don't consider that cycle that heavy compared to what I did when I was – No, like, it wasn't, but – like, like, It was honestly like pretty like moderate. I mean it was like a, a national level cycle, but when I really started doing dumb stuff with my drugs was in 2015
2: was when I really did dumb stuff. But let me ask you this. In the UK, drug use is legal, right? Uh, so it's legal for possession, so it's legal for me to possess mm-hmm. steroids, but it's illegal for me to sell and distribute. So if I was to, if I was to hand you, know, you a bottle and go, oh, here you go, that's you know 30 quid, 30 pounds, and then you to hand me the money, that transaction's illegal. But for you to simply have it in your house, if the police ask, oh, where did you get that? If you say, oh, I just found it, then you know what I mean? Like, yeah, like, so
1: let me, let me ask you this. Do, do people, before all this, like let's say in 2013, were yeah. people openly talking about how much drugs they took? So in
2: gyms they would talk about it, but you wouldn't talk about it online, Uh, like on social media. So that's – yeah, it's interesting because –
1: Yeah, so I I was the first one to do that and I was scared shitless, man, because people were commenting on my shit saying, you're going to fucking get arrested, you're going to go to jail, this shit. And like I talked to one of the best lawyers in the country uh, when it comes to service and he's like, dude, talk is not not illegal. You can talk about whatever – you know, they can't prove shit. Yeah. Uh, so I was I calmed down a little bit after that, but people the same people that were like you're an idiot, you're gonna get fucking arrested, you're gonna go to jail. Yeah. They saw how much attention it brought, like that Adam McVee idiot I geared up.
0: Right. He
1: saw how much attention it brought, and then they started doing it because they're like, all right, well if he you know if he randomly did it, but I mean I was definitely the, the first guy to do it, and then I, I remember yeah. Rich Piana got with Rick Drayson and. He started talking about it, and then now everyone and their fucking mom talks about it. Yeah,
2: yeah, and um, I don't know if you know my previous uh, coaching history, but like I worked with a guy, you know, Brandon Harding. Have you seen him before, the YouTuber? Wait, 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 wait—the guy that fucking had all that drama with Greg Buset. Yeah. <laughs> right. So I used, dude, I used to train him. I trained him yeah. for two years. Going into what I did, he did two or three shows under me. Um, and then I put him on a cycle going in towards a show. Well, hypothetically, I did. Uh, um, and he, unfortunately, the way he explained what he was taking on the video was completely wrong. Like, he was saying he was taking, like, a, a milligram of a Arimidex a day and all this sort of stuff that I, I simply hadn't put him on. And he was explaining the dosages of, like, testosterone and stuff in milliliters rather than actual dosage, like, you know, 225 tests. It was, yeah. it was like, 225 tests, 225 Masteron, like 150 Tren. It was, like... Nothing, and it was made out to be like this. Made out to be like these mismatches dosages, and unfortunately, the way he just came across when he was saying it, Greg then picked up on that and went in on it and was like, "This guy's a fucking idiot." Like he doesn't. How long? How long ago did you train him? So it was like, so it had been like two years ago now. I think two years ago now, maybe a little bit less. But one of my close friends now trains him. So, so it's. it's, What's his name? What's your friend that trains him? Callum, Callum uh, yeah, raised
1: honestly dude that drama is like so stupid like I, I actually like i was bored one night and i listened to it i mean yeah. that, that
2: greg du said guy he's so fucking annoying i can't yeah, stand I'm not, that guy but i'm not his biggest fan because he really went in on me but never mentioned my name once like he was going on about how uh, like his coach t- who's talking about brandon saying his coach is a fucking idiot blah 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 etc he never mentioned my name he just kept calling me an idiot he didn't even have the balls to actually say who you know what he was on about but it is what it is I- I don't really care, like, the guys, you know, it doesn't mean anything to me, it doesn't do anything for my reputation or anything like that, it means nothing, um, but, um, you know, it's just one of those things. Anyway, we've got some questions, if we can get yeah. kind of <laughs> you out. Have you got anything to start off, Caitlin? Yeah, of
0: course, cool. so obviously, um, talking about, like, longevity and bodybuilding, I guess my first question is... I guess from that post, you've sort of seen the these freaky teams. Mm, can you you cut up... up
1: real quick. Can you say that again? Yeah,
0: no problem. It's um, like these freaky teams. Oh, come God, back. are we
1: losing connection? Sure. Oh, we
2: God. We? <laughs> we back? No, nope, we lost it. Kaylin, do you want me to end the call and then call back?
0: Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. It's fine. Yes.
2: Hey, oh, sorry, sure. guys,
1: I, I, I cut out. Uh, can you... Can, that over here, dude, because the coronavirus shit, everyone's using the internet and it's in and out. Can you can you repeat that question? I, I lost you guys.
0: Yeah, no okay, problem. Cool. So, um, obviously, like you see these freaky teens come out of nowhere, and you've mentioned before that you've seen quite a few burnouts, so to speak. But you know, have you got any examples of that? And how would you go about like preventing that sort of burnout?
1: Okay, so you cut out a little bit. Are you saying like? Are you asking me? Um, what, what to do to prevent the burnout? Yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah, definitely, definitely, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. okay, so I, I would say, man, the biggest thing with, with, with bodybuilding is, is working at a pace um, that you're comfortable working at and meaning that you're not really doing, and it's not even drugs, man. It's everything. It's beating yourself up in the gym. Um, you know, some of these kids are training seven days a week and then they just end up hating training. Um, it's dieting. Um, you know, um, their coach is saying, you'll, you can never have a cheat meal. You're going to get fat and all that shit or, you know, whatever it is. And they get burnt out on everything. It's not just the drugs. Um, but I think the biggest thing is just if you truly like bodybuilding, like if you truly like this and you're doing it for yourself, you're not going to burn out. But a lot of people are like bullied when they're younger or, you know, they have insecurity body issues and they get into it for the wrong reasons. And when things don't turn out the way they want them to, well, they'll, they'll lose a show. Like I know so many team bodybuilders that were great and they like lose a show and they just give up. They're like, Oh my God, you know? Mm-hmm. And I, I think it all comes down to a true passion. Like take away social media. You'll see the people that are truly into the sport that do it just because they want to look good when they fucking get in their shower naked. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that it, it makes them it feel good. You know what I mean? Like, for instance, when I eat like shit and I, like, and I look like shit, I don't even want to take my shirt off to jump in the shower because I'm so disgusted with myself. And I think you have to get to that point where, yeah, it's fucked up because it's like a body image issue, right? Like it's a serious, what do they call it, body dysmorphia and stuff. Yeah. But, but, you know, as long as you're on point with everything, I mean, I, I stay happy based on if everything else is going on, you know. So I, I think the main thing is.
2: Doing something that makes you happy. If it doesn't make you happy, you're going to burn out. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, so, what, so leading leading on from that, Boston, um, I remember Cody Lewis is a friend of yours, isn't he? So yeah. Cody, is that an example of would you say of someone yes. burning out? Cody actually
1: reached out to me not too long ago on a text message, and we talked a little bit. Yeah, dude, that's a perfect example. Like okay. his coach, he went from uh, – he worked with John O'Regan too. Yeah. John O'Regan definitely burnt him out big time. But the main burnout with Cody Lewis was his coach, Steve Deluca, who owns Painless Pumps. Okay. Oh, okay. Wow. And he worked with Steve Deluca before he worked with O'Regan, and that was his last show. He worked with um, Steve Deluca. Um, he actually had worked with his Middle Eastern guy who was training him for T Nationals, and the guy was awesome. He he did, but he wanted to charge Cody all this money, you know, and Cody was like, no. And he ended up going to Steve Deluca training for the North Americans when. And, dude, the protocols he had Cody doing were, I've never even, I remember me and Cody went to IHOP after the show, um, and we were just sitting there, and he was telling me, and I was like, I never even heard of cycles like this. Like, I didn't even know it was possible with the, the synthol use, the gear use. I didn't even realize how crazy
2: it got. So... And- I, I, I think I've spoken to him once, or I've spoken to John about it. I can't remember, but it was like three mil, three CC, sorry, of everything, just like all the time, like every day. It was
1: yeah, but it wasn't just that, dude. It was yes, it was like three CCs a test, three CCs a Mastron, on, three CCs a trend, three CCs a primo, three CCs a Winnie. But that's not the be- That's not the crazy part. That burned him out. His dad would shoot him. I'm not kidding you. He he told he told me his dad would have him shoot his back. All throughout his his erectors, his back, and all of his body for two hours every night with painless pumps. What he, the fuck? He said by the time that they were done, his dad's uh, fingers were red and bruised because of all the pushing.
2: That's and that, that, that's mixed with the gear, by the way. He said Yeah. That, yeah. Of course. So so that was with like painless pumps. Now now when you're saying shooting it down through his back, you're not just talking about like his lap. All like, of his back, dude, like every single little muscle, like they would go in different
1: spots down his back, around his back, everything.
2: What how why specifically his back? Because he needed to bring
1: it up and that was like a protocol yeah, for that was his weak body part, I think. That's why they were prioritizing it. But dude, that was his worst look, dude. Like he didn't do any of that crazy shit for T nationals. Yeah. I mean he ran, you know, gear obviously, but he wasn't doing any of that crap.
2: No, no, no. no, no. So then,
1: so then John O'Regan took out over after that. Uh, Cody Lewis ended up beating up. He actually beat up that trainer in the lobby at North America. It's like he beat his ass. Whoa. Yeah, and like they had to pull him off of him. He beat it. He and like Deluca was. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if you know much about Deluca, but he's no. fucking wacky, bro. But oh. like, like on drugs and shit. Like they caught him like doing coke and shit in the bathroom and stuff. Oh,
2: but geez. uh But yeah, dude. Like then he went to O'Regan after that. Yeah. And then did O'Regan help him out a bit or in in a sense, like take him off that sort of shit? No, I mean,
1: O'Regan was another extreme, you know, like weird shit. Like, John O'Regan was weird, man. He wanted us to, like, shoot synth all in her hamstrings and all crazy (laughs) sort of shit, dude. Like, I don't know, dude. Like, John O'Regan now, like, the people that work with him, like, he's moderate. Yeah. When I work with him, bro, it was like synth all your quads, IGF in your fucking. No, no, synth all the hamstrings, IGF in your hamstrings. It was bizarre,
2: like it was crazy, dude. Like any yeah. shit. So not like more. No, because when I worked with him, it was it wasn't excessive in the slightest. It was it was like um, like the maximum amount. It was like twelve hundred milligrams of test. Like you know, three or four hundred deca. Um, I said to him, I said, "Do you want me doing any synthol or IGF or anything like that?" And he was like, "No, no, no. Let's just start with this for the time being." Do you know what I mean? So it's quite calmed down. When but- I hired him in two thousand twelve, I lasted three days.
1: <laughs> I would, I, he had me on so much drugs that in within three days I became toxic and I remember he wanted me doing like 14 ounces of fish before bed and this is when he was working with McCarver that's why I wanted to hire him because he put on all that muscle in McCarver yeah I remember eating that 14 ounces of fish and I threw up everywhere uh, and I was like I am done with this I was like I can't do this like there's no way so I, I could I I just, I, dude, it was so crazy what he wanted me doing, man. It was, yeah. but then, dude, ever, ever since then, like I came out
2: public with it, and he, he hasn't done that crazy stuff, you know. Since no, but the, like, I think Dallas must have been able to handle that sort of protocol because he obviously he benefited from it. So whatever John had him doing was, you know, massive amounts of food. But Dallas was obviously able to handle that volume of food, so to speak, like because he could. I don't yeah. know. What do you think?
1: Honestly, dude, if you look at Dallas's photos. Uh, when he did turn pro, he's a big kid, but his condition sucked, you know. Yeah,
2: yeah, it wasn't great. It
1: wasn't great. Uh, John is not a good contest prep coach. I've said that many times. If, he's, if you want to put on muscle, he's great. Uh, he won't. He doesn't get anyone in shape. Like my, my buddy Jason Coley worked with him, um, and then he couldn't get him in shape. And then I and then I ended up working with Jason. I got him shredded, and he ended up winning an overall in California. And uh, now, now Jason's working with uh, Chad Nichols for the uh, USA's. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, John O'Regan would is probably the worst coach for pre contest I mean, he gives, he has his guys. He carbs with every meal. He won't pull anything. Yeah. Okay. Um, Leave also, on, the story know. I wanted to say about John. Oh, uh, yeah. 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 Dude. He came out all the way out to train Cody Lewis in Modesto, California, and I was about a couple hours away, right? And so he went and, he went and trained Cody Lewis, met his parents and all that shit, and he trained him in the gym. They talked about their game plan for their next show. And remember, Cody never competed again after that. After that, North Americans, he did like a short little offseason with John O'Regan, and then he was done. He was burnt out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he got tatted, and then, you know, he got... In, in the crime, and he ended up going to jail for, like, shooting someone and all that shit, but, Jesus, um, but, so he went out to train Cody Lewis, and then he came all the way out to fucking train me in, in Concord, which is about an hour, I think an hour drive, hour to hour drive, so he comes out, dude, and this old guy, he's like, I was like, what the fuck, like, limping over, and he was like, are you Boston, and I was like, yeah, because I didn't know what John looked like, <laughs> and I was like, he was like, he's like, hey, it's John. I'm like, I, co- I, my coach John. He's like, yeah, John. I'm like, what in the fuck? Because like, you think he's like, I had no idea, dude. Yeah, I think like he's, when I talk he's to him, like, he's gray hair, glasses, like, you dude, know, he's old, dude. Yeah, he's old. Like triple, triple denim sort he's of clothes, like, like, like a skinnier Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> and he has no pictures online. And I always talk to him, and he seems super energetic on the phone. So I figured he was young, you know, not young, but younger yeah and uh dude he put me through a workout and like it was kind of funny you know like some people were looking at me in the gym like this fucking old guy's training and shit and then uh like like put me through workouts and so he he put me through a workout and i i went to pay him like give him cash and he fucking wouldn't take it i'm like dude you just drove all the way out here and like dude take and like this is for training like take the take the fucking money he wouldn't take the money, dude. I ended up having to uh, stuff it down his pants when he left. He didn't even see me.
2: Um, <laughs> but, that dude, that just shows you how good of a guy he is. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, he's oh, he's God. he's, a, he's a
0: nice.
2: He's he's uh he's helpful, man. He's a nice guy. Like he'll always like try and um. Uh, oh, we lost you, He's Still there? No, uh, I've lost him. The connection's gone again. We'll hold it for a sec. Yeah. Hopefully,
0: it will be back. That's mad, though. <laughs> Mental. I've, I've never heard of him before prior to
2: that well in your knowledge busting so there, there are some good coaches out there for women and there are some some not so great ones out there in like from what you've seen previously is there anyone out there that women should not so much avoid but certainly be wary of going towards or anything sure, along those lines by far the most dangerous coach in the industry for females especially
1: is uh shelby starnes i don't know if you guys have heard of him yeah, yeah i've heard of shelby yeah yeah, he's by far the most dangerous. Um, Is there anything out there that you've seen that's like... Oh, like- dude, yeah. I, I've said it openly. He has his woman take uh, aldactone for a whole month, some of them. Um, his, aldactone his woman, for a month? Yeah, dude. And then and then diazide the last couple days on top of the aldactone. His woman's physique competitor died the day after the, uh, she did Tampa. I think she got like 7th. And uh, she died of heart heart failure. Her heart shut down right after the show. Oh, that,
2: that would have been linked to potassium levels, wouldn't it? So if your potassium's
1: it, elevated, it, it definitely had to do with the diuretics. Her heart literally stopped. She was only like thirty years old, dude. That just doesn't That's, happen. That doesn't happen. Um, she had a she had a, a kid and, and a husband, dude. She was from a different country. Uh, <sighs> That's to to see. He's put, yeah. he's put many chick. He's fucked many chicks up to a level where. Their thyroids never bounce back because he uses up to 150 mcgs of T3, um, about 200, MC, 200 mcgs of clen, um, and then he starves them down. And like to me, dude, like there's no thought process in that. Like no. any fucking person, any woman can get lean if you put them on two uh, two to three hours of cardio. If you put them on 150 T3, if you put them on a, a hundred, um, you know, a 200 clen. If you put them on low doses of trend, if you put them on Mastron, Winstroll, I mean, dude, this guy throws everything at these women. And then he gives them like 800, 900 calorie diets. And from, and I'm not talking about tapering them down. Like he starts them off at like a thousand calories and like, and will slowly reduce them. Like, dude, the guy, and dude, everyone's like, his girls are shredded. And it's like, like listen, anyone can fucking do that. Yeah. And then after the show, the woman turn into fucking buffaloes, dude. They get fat and they they get they get they can't help it. And they're, you know, and some of them don't even eat junk food. They just start eating a normal diet again, and they, uh, turn into yeah. fucking wells, dude.
0: I've got to admit, I I would be completely naive, like you know. I see on Instagram and I think Jesus Christ, and you know, this is, this is like amazing, but hearing that,
1: yeah, exactly. But like honestly. If any coach had the fucking, well, he's a fucking asshole for doing that, but anyone, Tom, as you know, you could put a girl on trend, fucking mass, Winnie, VAR, all this shit, put them on all that T3, put them on all that clan, the the trend and and a little bit of the test he gives his woman, it's going to keep the muscle on him, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: And they're going to have a a real problem. Start them
1: down. Anyone can get lean. Yeah. Now I respect coaches that that are smart about it and yeah. really analyze and make changes with the diet. Meaning, yeah. all right, we're gonna do a carb fat cycle. You okay? You hit a plateau. Let me pull some fats and add some carbs in her. Oh, yeah. you hit a you hit a spot. Let me let me let me add a few no carb days yeah. in. Yeah. I'd rather have somebody fuck with the diet than just starve someone so, down. You know? So so
2: one of the girls I work with, up um, uh, to like towards the back end of her show. she won the overall at the pca london so that's oh, Sarah. about that that chick she's like really lean what's her name um sarah small but mighty on uh on there's, this, but- there's this chick you train that's really uh oh emily emily Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so she's, I, she's, I so I did I did train Emily before. This is this is another one. Emily's done all right at shows before, but Sarah's the one who won the, the overall at a show. It was her first ever show, and she won the overall, um, like the female overall. So she beat all of the other classes. It's basically judged on the quality of the criteria for the right. class. So if you perfectly fit it, then you are obviously you know the overall winner there. So they can have all the bikini girls, all the figure girls, whatever, up on stage, and they simply pick the best fit for the criteria of the class that's how PTA is yeah dude because remember my mum did a PTA oh of course yeah of course yeah your mum did it didn't she so Sarah had done that and we were checking in from about seven or eight weeks out I think we were checking in every single day and we were literally looking at what's going on with her physique, what's going on with the diet. And we used to change the diet maybe every two to three days going in. So her calories did get low. Like, of course, they had to taper down to, like, low to get that level of conditioning. Girls have to get low, dude. They have to – majority of girls have to suffer, yes. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, even you, Caitlin, you went down very low for your prep, yeah, you, yourself? And the thing is, like, even then I didn't get that lean. And I
0: think it just shows how, how far it's going
1: to happen. Yeah, but Caitlin, you're 17, and, and what's going to happen is – you can't fight your body. You you yeah. your body is going to get leaner every show. Yeah. Every show you do, every show you do it's going to be easier to diet and it's going to be easier to get lean. Yeah. So, at 17, that chick I she would do everything and it would just not happen and mm-hmm. she had that saying, you have that, you know, the spongy the spongy or softer muscle look, but you're 17 years old. When you get older, that shit that shit's going to you're going to diet easier and it's going to but you have a head start cuz you started so young. When you hit your twenties and shit, you're going to be already way ahead of the curve. So
2: don't don't let that get to your head at all. Yeah, sure, thank you. Yeah, That's, so this is the thing. So so, so like going back to Sarah, so she's twenty, she was twenty one or twenty two when she did that comp, but she's been training since she was like twelve. So she already had that muscle maturity. Yeah. That you're talking about so she'd been training for a long long period of time um and i mean going i'm not gonna obviously talk too much about like what she took because that's not really fair but what she what she did go into it was compared to what you were reeling off there with dosages that is was you know we're talking about like one hardening agent and then the tiniest bit of thyroid med like t3 and then the tiniest bit of clen. like we didn't push it at all like you don't need this is figure uh, trained figure so the closest thing to IFBB figure are you, within sort of the yeah, PCS those yeah. girls don't need fucking dude it's all genetic dude like
1: I I know for a fact yeah your woman's physique Olympian Shanique Grant as you know she's stayed feminine she yeah. takes very very fucking little dude I know for a fact because I know who her coach was yeah I know for a fact that the chicks placing second third fourth fifth all the way to last yeah. were fucking loaded to the girls I mean these chicks have horse face. Their fucking voices are ruined. They're fucked up completely. And here you go. You got Shanique that's a genetic specimen taking fucking one-eighth or
2: one-sixteenth of these girls are taken. And she's smoking them, dude. It's all genetic. That's the thing. It's it's, it's it's kind of funny because I've spoken to a couple of like pros within the UK, like figure pros, and there is a real difference in what some girls are having to take to simply get that win. And what I mean, one girl I know was the last eight weeks, ten milligrams of VAR a day, forty mcgs of clen, and then the last two weeks went up to eighty mcgs of clen. That was it. Okay. Then I've spoken to another girl who turned pro, and it was like Primo, Masteron, like Winnie, like T three up the fucking wazoo. Like yeah, you know, yeah, and it's, it's, it's kind strange. of like. Okay, like That's what you gotta ask yourself as a female, is it really worth it? You know what I mean? Yeah. If you're having to push the boat that far simply to get the pro card, where do you then go from that point? Mm-hmm. So they're not gonna
1: make any money doing it, especially women. They would, you know, the the you know they're, they're not making money unless they get a contract, which is rare. And, yeah. i don't know it's better it's better to promote yourself at that point you know what i mean yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. So, so so going back to the female coaches and the sort of the bad drug cycles and things like that like have you seen some sort of cycles like that from you know people uh, like shelby or anyone like well, that like, yeah,
1: dude, they're terrible uh really? chad nichols made a post on my page he said uh, all these bikini girls and figure girls wanted to hire him and he said majority of them were running trend dude Really, bikini girls, he said on trend. Bikini girls. <laughs> like, no, I <laughs> swear to God, dude. That's, he, that's this, just too bro, far. This is not a joke. Like, I, I've seen stupid shit, dude. Like, I mean, I don't know what you guys do in the UK for chicks, but like, I, I don't think a figure chick should run more than like 10 megs of R, maybe the last four weeks, five megs of Winnie. Yeah, yeah, maybe, so that's very, like, that's very common. That's maybe very common. a little bit of T3. Yeah. Um, and, and some clen and some and maybe like an ECA stack and, and maybe like one IU of growth or something, right? Yeah, yeah. That's that's, that's really good. These one. yeah, that that's like whatever, you know. But these chicks are on loaded dude, like yeah. I mean dude, like we uh, primo, master on fucking low dose of the trend. Um, it's, you know, what's big out here is fucking test probe for women. I, I mind boggles me, yeah. but, uh, the clinic started doing it. The clinics over here in Florida, they started prescribing chicks, uh, fucking testosterone, test probe. And all these girls love it, dude. They're like, I'm fucking horny. <laughs> and I'm like I'm. With their fucking voice. I was in the clinic and I'm like, why are you on testosterone? Like I asked this chick, dude, I'm telling you, there's this chick. She's a figure chick. She just did the Arnold amateur. Yeah. I'm not kidding you, dude. She looks like shit, dude. She looks like she could be natural. I'm serious. Seriously. And she was, uh, her coach had her doing test probe and fucking, uh, let all dude. <laughs> and then she was like, yeah, she's like, I fucking love it. She's like, I'm so fucking like, she's like I'm so fucking strong. She's like, I'm so fucking horny, and she's like, I just fucking love it. Dude, they fucking love being on tests, and it's
2: like Okay, so so recently I heard from a, a coach that, Caitlin, we found out about this, didn't we? Um, There's a coach who, who coaches a lot of top-level bikini girls and whatever, and he had a figure girl, and then she had left him and then come to another coach, told this coach what she was on, and it was like 400 mix of tests a week, and 30 mgs <laughs> of <30 laughs> deep a day. Dude, shit like that happened. Dude, like- I'll tell you a story right
1: now. Ariella, you know, my my fucking fiancé, right? She was a sick competitor back in the day, right? Yeah. When she first started competing, she was 20 years old. This fucking dickhead at the gym thought he was a guru, but he actually knew nothing. He had her on Test Probe, Trend, Master on like 50, and and Windstraw, 50 MIGs every other day. (laughs) Oh, man. What the hell? Dude, her shoulders were so swollen from all the water-based winnie. Yeah. He, and then she was like, what about Anavar?" She's like, I heard it's really good for women." He's like, no, he goes, he goes "Anavar will make you manly. <laughs> yeah, but, but the trend I <laughs> had her on 50 test probe, 50 trend, 50 master on every other day, dude. Mm-hmm. And like, thank God she was young and it only happened for, because her voice started getting all crackly and everyone thought she was sick. She was like, what's going on? And then she'd be like, I'm sick, I'm sick. But her voice was changing. She broke out everywhere. Her hair was falling out. She still has side effects to this day that haven't left because of that shit. And she was young, dude, and it only happened for, you know, a few weeks, thank God, because yeah. finally, you know, but coaches like this are out there. It's not,
2: this is not something that I'm just making up. No, of course, of course, yeah, no. We've heard, all heard the stories, but it's just to hear it from like the horse's mouth sort of thing is, is very different. Um, so leading on to that, I mean, we're talking about dangerous cycles and things like that that you've seen previously. What about diuretic usage? I mean, obviously, you spoke about the aldactone that was that was used um, for like a month. Have you seen things with like loop diuretics with other coaches? I know Chad Nichols is quite big Chad's on them.
1: Big on uh, uh Dimodex, which is
2: which is similar to Lasix. Right, uh, but dude, Chad is
1: a fucking—he knows what he's doing with it. You know what I mean? And the diuretics are not are not what's causing the kidney issues on his clients. I think more of the kidney issues are coming from it, doing like fourteen ounces of protein seven times a day because that's what he recommends for his guys. Yeah, yeah, I've
2: heard it was and, just very, very and, that, That's like uh, six hundred grams, seven hundred grams of protein a day, isn't it? That's he had sure. my buddy,
1: my buddy was two hundred twenty-six pounds when he started with him. He yeah. got like three hundred obese in within months. He had him on. He sent me the macro breakdown. It was like, I think it was like 740 grams of protein. What the hell? That's insane. insane. There a guy. The guy who got so fat, dude. I felt bad for him.
2: Oh man. But using so, like, so... like
1: Chad, dude. Chad knows what he's doing, though, dude. Yeah. So he could do the loop diuretics and whatever. But some yeah. of these guys are like, oh well, Chad uses it. I'm going to use it on my clients. Right, they're right. So not, I've,
2: they're not supplementing with potassium like they need to be, and all that yeah, shit. Yeah, of course, of course. So loop diuretics obviously work on like the loop of Henle within the actual kidney itself, and obviously block sodium. Uh, sorry. Sodium and potassium reabsorption, don't they? So they act, they aren't potassium sparing. So they'll shoot out the potassium as well as the sodium. Therefore, the water follows, right. um, and that's what makes them so effective within medicine as an actual diuretic. However, as a bodybuilder, you need that potassium. You need some sodium simply to get a pump, don't you? So simply to like get a pump, actually pump up backstage, fill out the sodium and the glucose. Yeah, the water. Then you got, you got, and then
1: you got guys like a mean. You've heard of a mean, right? Yeah, of course. And, yeah, then you guys, yeah. and I like to troll his ass because he's like, I'm gonna fucking get shredded. Oh. Eating,
2: like spaghetti yeah,
1: he's a, kind of choose big on um, like incident protocols I and, free, um, I'm like, sure to troll him a few times but <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I trolled him when he looked like dog shit but he does uh, he IVs Lasix and, oh, then, oh. and then he uses potassium with it and okay. I would say 8 out of 10 times the guys look like complete fucking shit <laughs> because he
2: loads yeah. them with junk dude like spaghetti and lasagna and shit you oh, know? yeah um uh, yeah, I remember people taking the mic out of him because I won't be flat. I've got spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I told him over, dude, and he ended up going on stage looking like a fucking badass. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's, it's one of those. Isn't it? I think when you play around with those sorts of things, unless you truly, truly, actually understand the actual like, mechanism of it, especially things like that, like you know, you could look twenty percent better, but you're more likely to look twenty percent worse, aren't you? Like that was my biggest
1: mistake as. Um except for my last show, I, I, I would try to do stuff that would make me, that would potentially make me a little bit better, but it would always make me way worse. You know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. with drugs and shit. But dude, honestly, honestly, the best the best route to go with diuretics is using something like diazide. Yeah, and using a tiny bit of it, if they need a little bit more, you could use a little bit more of it. Um, but it's never failed and, and it's it's not, you know what I mean? It's It's potassium sparing and I've, the best physiques I've seen, man, the cleanest physiques, yeah. is, that are consistent, just use a little bit of diazide. Yeah,
2: I think that's the that's the, it's sort of the safer one to go for, isn't it? If you're going to do anything at all. Hey, dude, know. some of those natural
1: diuretics pull amazing. Like Expel from MHP, that shit pulls pretty fucking good too. Yeah,
2: everyone talks about that. They, they do, say so that's quite good. Um, I think, uh, have you ever used any loop diuretics like Lasix or, or Dibes? Yeah.
1: As a teenager, I did, and I, like, dropped, like, 12 pounds in, full, like, four or six hours or some shit. I looked like dog shit. I didn't, I didn't win the show or anything. <laughs> sure. I, 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 and, dude, somebody, uh, I just had our buddy send me dimedex, which is the stuff that Chad, like, loves. Yeah. And I'll try it, not for a show, of course, but I'll try it, like, for a photo shoot, you know, where nobody's going to be like, you have fucking soggy glutes, motherfucker. <laughs> but... <laughs> You know what I mean? Like I'll use it for shit like that, but I'm not. Yeah, I'm not gonna sure. If I was to ever get on stage again, I'm not going to experiment with that shit. No, no, because it's um. Oh, you know what? Also, I have that that, that I uh, I need to use is um that cortisol stuff. Have you got, <laughs> what have you got that? Uh, oh. The Cytadren. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, it's right, like, yeah, oh, the it's one, like, one. It's like impossible to get, but it's supposed to make you. So it's supposed to make you like that's what the that Andreas Munster guy fucking loaded up on, um, but it, it blocks all cortisol. It's called cytodrin and yeah. they don't make it anymore. But some you like there was a UGL. So I spent, dude, I don't spend money on drugs. I refuse to like that I have a kid. But I had I, this. I got this a while back. I and I haven't used it. And I spent a lot of money on that stuff. So that stuff is just expensive. So yeah, I, maybe if I do a national show and I'm like gonna go balls out I would use it you know what I mean you only use it the last couple of days but like literally I heard like your fucking elbows and
2: shit will be like because <laughs> it I you so much dude Jeez. so that leads on to Caitlin's question about shows god
0: yeah so sort of just wanted to ask what what's your um plans now really because I, I know you haven't competed re- recently what what are you thinking
1: Yeah, so last time I competed was 16, so that's like fucking four years ago. Dude, like, I hate the stage, like, I hate the fucking bodybuilding stage. My last show, I didn't practice posing once. I didn't put on trunks till the day of the show. Ariella put on my dream tan literally right before we left the hotel. I didn't tan or anything, she just... I use the Melano tan, the shit that makes you dark, the injectable peptide. But then she just rubbed the tan on me, and I put on trunks the day of the show and went went on stage um i like the process though dude i, I would need to, and then i tore my pec right after the show uh, training with another bodybuilder oh, that okay. was like, one one more rep one <laughs> more rep um i don't know man I'm, I'm pretty fucking burnt like not burnt out but my body's pretty fucked up mm-hmm. but um like not fucked it's not fucked up like like an injury perspective like i can still train but like i don't respond to drugs anymore guys <laughs> yeah. like I'll run like uh, like I'm, I'm I'm actually started an experiment today. I, I won't say it now because people are going to lose their fucking mind. But if it works out well, I'll, I'll come clean and I'll say what I'm going to do because I haven't re- I haven't felt drugs since my show. Um, and I and I run moderate do- dosages in my eyes. Moderate to me is like a grand to a gram and a half a test, uh, six hundred to nine hundred EQ, like three hundred to four hundred trend, and maybe like an oral. And then every six weeks you change it. Like you swap out the the trend for like Primo or – and then you swap out the EQ for like DHB. Like these are – to me, that's moderate for me at least. That's very low because when I was 21 to 23, I abused steroids to the max. I mean I was taking grams and on grams on grams on grams. And now even after coming off everything for 11 weeks, I mean I came off everything, guys. Like nothing, no growth, no fucking test. Like I did a full PCT and and I and I crashed hard at week ten. I wish I never did it. Um, and then when I got back on gear, I was like, "Oh, I'm going to respond fucking amazing, right, <laughs> dude?" No response. Uh... <laughs> what a waste of fucking time that was. So I don't know, man. Like, uh, if I get the itch to compete again, I definitely will. Hopefully, when my kids a little older, 100, percent I will. <laughs> and I'll eat you everything everything has to be perfect yeah. though. Like I'm very OCD. Yeah. Like like. Kid will have to be a little bit older. I'll have to, like, have all my good gear stashed. Like, all right, I'm only going to use this stuff that's tested because I'm so anal. Like, in off-season, I use, like, I'm using shit right now that I got for, in, like, 2012. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm serious, dude. Like, I, I use, like, five different labs in off-season. I'm like, all right, a half-cc of this, a half-cc of that. But, like, if I get ready for a show, everything has to be perfect. I'll only yeah. use that I've HDLT tested, all that shit. Yeah, of course, yeah. And, and so my OCD for 12-16 weeks will be a fucking madman, and my Ariel will probably think I'm fucking nuts. But um, yeah, I, I have, I, I, think I could, I could do well at the amateur level. But yeah. when I turn pro, I'm not going to do anything. So that's kind of a, a motivational so. for me.
2: So here's the thing as well. So if you were going to compete again, would you go to PCA instead of going towards IFBB just so that you... Because the world's showing in the UK, you would have like a decent... As a pro, if, if you were to get, to get the PCA pro status and to go and do that, the guys over here you'd be competing against are on your sort of level, but you're not you're not doing... You're doing it for the love of the, the sport and the enjoyment of yeah, the sport. So like, I don't travel,
1: dude. Like, I, I hate it. And like, I, I don't even have a passport. Um, and the competition in PCA is really bad here like it's oh, okay. shit right. okay uh, yeah like i trained two guys dude that that got that turned pro this year uh last year in pca yeah uh i trained them for the same show they both won and then i trained them again for the not na- the final show in october and they both won yeah. one guy took the overall the other guy won his class and they both turned pro uh, was that brandon <laughs> brandon long
2: yeah
1: and and um and terrence was with yeah. the black guy big black guy
0: yeah
1: um uh, Terrence, I I, he dropped, I had him drop like over almost 40 pounds in, in a month, dude. Uh, so, dude, I, I, I shouldn't even have took him on as a client because he was – he came to me fat four weeks out. I only did it because uh, – and he ended up – dude, he ended up winning and he looked fucking good. He was black, dude. But only That's the only reason he could have pulled it off is because he had black genetics. <laughs> He's like a 300-pound obese guy and his diet was so bad prior to working with me when I – when I worked with him for four weeks, he literally lost like forty pounds in like that month. And there was like no DNP; like he couldn't afford heavy drugs, so the drugs didn't even change. It was just crazy. I just went zero carb with him basically. Yeah. Um, and he ended up winning too, but like that's a genetic thing. And yeah, Brandon. So those guys, Brandon and Terrence, they would get; they probably wouldn't even be they probably get last call-outs in the NPC, right? And, like, if it, it went to NPC Nationals. So they turn pro in PCA, but they would be, like, a last call-out at, at Nationals. Yeah. And I, I'm the type of person, dude, is if I'm going to compete and I'm going to go, I'm going to compete against the best. So if I did a PCA show and I turned pro, I would just turn down the pro card. I would say, listen, to I'm not... I'm not a pro worthy guy, oh, and I, no. I, and then I would go to NPC. But I do want to do PCA because I do like the organization and
2: I love the stage lighting and I can market photos. You know what I mean? Because they're good with the um, photos. That's the so so the lighting's good. They look after you as an athlete. It's all it's all you know. It's it's run well. It's, it's you I like know I like that. But then I don't like not having competition. Yeah, no,
0: but you that, could the, you the, the, use it as like a, a warm up potentially.
1: That's what I would do exactly. Yeah. So I would do a PCA show. I, and if I turned pro, which I probably would, because the, the guys suck, guys. I'm serious. I, I could probably. It's sad, but um, I would I, I would I would tell Ian, the guy who runs it, I would say, hey, I don't want the pro card, and then I would go to nationals. For instance, Benny Brantley, he turned pro in the PCA, and he went right in and he took the pro card, and he went right into nationals, and they let him compete at NPC nationals. They didn't say anything to him. He ended up getting like last call. outs because he didn't look that great and he wasn't conditioned, but. I guess you could still compete
2: in the NPC if you do PCA, or even if
1: you turn pro, they don't care.
2: Yeah, so within the UK, the issue—the issue issue that we had for years was that the UK BFF, which was the federation that was the uh, the precursor towards IFBB, um, they they didn't have enough opportunities for people to to turn pro, and and a lot of the UK guys didn't like that because it was only one pro per year, which always meant the cream of the crop sort of risen, you know, rose to the top. But it was also. It was also, like, the way the federation was ran was just terrible. Like, they were, like, so politically driven. It was unbelievable. Like, um, it was, like like broad daylight political decisions um there was like loads of shit that was going on and then leading on from that you weren't allowed to go and compete in nabba or ibfa or pca or any of the other uk federations if you were doing ukbff so if you had a ukbff membership you weren't allowed to compete anywhere else so eventually people got so pissed off with that with all these federations coming up that the ukbff just has now essentially faded into the shittiest federation in the uk whereas pca has taken over because pca if you go and Compete with NABBA or go and compete uh, like a IFBB show, and then come back to PCA. They welcome you with open arms. They're not dickheads about it. They know that you're a bodybuilder, you want to compete in multiple shows. So, I mean, dude, like the 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 um, the prize money was decent at the final show. You guys know who that
1: Peter Molnar guy is, yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. So Ian Harrison flew him out to do the show because he wanted like a decent pro to do his show, dude. I don't know if he came off all the drugs or if he just didn't care. He looked like dog shit, dude, like mm-hmm. literal dog shit. And he ended up winning because there was only three pros, and the other guys looked like worse dog shit. Yeah. But, dude, like, he has great shape, and he has, like, good arms, but, dude, he was, like, he literally looked like he was 14 weeks out. Wow. Soggy ass, fat was hanging out, uh, his, his lower back was spilling his trunks, the Peter Mulnor guy. And, dude, that guy looks like a fucking freak on social media. and like.
2: So when he's when I've seen him compete before, he blows everyone away. He's I've seen him compete at the Saxon Classic, which is like the original PCX show, and I've watched him go up on stage, win the overall, and just just blow everyone out of the water. When he tries, he's yeah. So you know what it was,
1: man. He, he got like he must have got a late notice, and Ian was like, dude, I don't know how many pros doing my show. Please come down. And he probably wasn't training for. It. He probably wasn't even on drugs, dude. He, that's how bad he looked.
2: Really? Okay.
0: Uh, Uh, you you mentioned something earlier um with your other clients sort of talking about the genetics between black and white do you think because i've got a question asking would you say there's a difference between like white people and black people in terms of like cycles specifically you know like like
1: like, honestly there's some white chicks that have better genetics than some black girls meaning it's not all size fits you know but majority of the time black people have better genetics right like um but, or you know, but, dude, there's some white chicks that are, like, for instance, like, I, I feel like the thing is with black people, man, is a lot of it, it, it comes so easy to them that sometimes, majority of the times, they don't try 100%. They just, they, they just fuck off, and they still will win because they're that much better. But you'll, you'll get that white girl that, that has good genetics that will work her ass off, and, you know, some black chicks will slack, and they'll beat them. But it's more of a shape thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, muscle bellies and assertions, which drugs won't change, diet won't change, nothing. Like, those black chicks that win the figure at, at, the, at the Olympian yeah. stuff, I mean, dude, that's insane. Like, yeah. Candace twist and the other chick. Yeah, like, uh, that's nuts. I mean, that that's like... Uh, that's 3D type shit, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you can't and you not, that. Yeah, and it's... And that's why I tell chicks, like, don't abuse drugs to chase that. Because those chicks are taking fucking... They could, they would, they literally, I'm telling you, those black chicks could go, go in natural 100% and be chicks that are drugged to the gills in figure because figure is not about, you know, crazy jack, grainy, muscular, you know what I mean? Those chicks could go in 100% natural. And uh, I actually know uh, a top Olympian and they run like, dude, like five to 10 MIGs of R. They don't, they won't even touch T3 and a little bit of Clean, like a little bit of, uh, 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 VAR and like a little bit of Clen near the end and that's it
0: that's
2: crazy
1: yeah, well, that's crazy yeah. that's good um, one but thing you, do that, you got a guy like Shelby that'll
2: have a girl in the second call outs that's running like everything under the <laughs> sun You know, it's uh, it's just all very genetic isn't it at that level as well I mean when you look at especially when you look at top Olympians I mean if we look back in a day I mean if you look at Phil Heath compared to Branch Warren who was taking more shit Branch obviously Branch, dude, Branch was, was loaded more than anyone yeah yeah that's what i mean like his physique just looks like he'd been living on <laughs> around, yeah, yeah. You know, it was just i constantly pissed off just like oh. yeah yeah dude he was fucking he was on some shit dude. yeah <laughs> um so one thing like, t- speaking about like a, a top level like olympia level so one other question that was uh, like the last one i had was um with seo use so site enhancement oils and things like that so obviously you've previously you know said that you you're big on it you've used it and everything now i've tried it multiple times um i i do rate it i think it's good you know I, works um but at a top level how consistent is this usage across a whole uh, like the whole of a body rather than just site specific areas like are pros top pros loading everywhere or is it do well, you believe it's more okay, site so the, pro- the pros that I know personally that are good not
1: fucking shitty pros the pros that I know that are good that have been honest with me and I'm not ta- I don't I'm not talking about any pros on the circuit right now because I'm not close with anyone right now because they're all fucking full of shit and like nobody when they're competing, they're not going to tell you what they do. It's the guys that are retired that don't give a fuck that are going to be open with you. Yeah. Um, so majority of them use so much gear, Tom, that they had no room for CEO. So they made they, they basically were using the gear as site as site injections. Okay. So they were you or or some of them would mix like a cc and a half of sterile oil okay. with a cc and a half of gear. And they would put it in the microwave for like thirty seconds, and uh, it helps a lot. I was, dude, that's big, and I, I don't know if you know, but that's like a big thing these days that I've been doing that helps tremendously. Um, but anyways, they'll they'll mix it in the same syringe, and and what I do, it'll it'll flow it, and they'll use that as volumization. And the pain, the, the shots are nearly painless okay. when you mix gear with the with the oil, and then you you get a little heat going, and you get everything mixed in. the The it thins out the oil a lot. And um, it it helps tremendously, um, so I think most of the guys that use sight enhancement, whether it's just synthol, or yeah. whether it's gear mixed with oil, or whether they're shooting so much gear, I know a few guys that have been honest with me that they use so much gear, guys they can't even use oil, they just use it at the the gear of sight enhancement. They run out of sights, yeah. They, they all Tom, when we get off here, I'll, uh, I want you to email me. I'm going to shoot you a protocol um, that you'll be interested in because this guy has trained like some of the top and like one of your guy, he's trained one of your guys in the UK. That's all, all top pro. You'll oh, okay, cool. they'll, they'll get a kick out of this.
2: Yeah. sounds good to me. sounds good to me. But, uh,
1: but yeah, at that point, man, I've seen all these protocols. I have Chad Nichols protocols on my computer. I have ever, all these guys, so I know what they're doing. Um, and nothing would really catch your eye really. But um, some of these guys that are like underground, like John O'Regan and stuff are going to have you do just like, crazy bizarre stuff he won't do it anymore but um yeah man i I just think they're using some sort of sight enhancement because hey at the end of the day oil is still oil and it's still going to volumize right yeah so i I mean you know and a lot of them will shoot it pre or post workout the guy that i'll send you the protocol he has his guys
2: shooting all of the gear pre-workout into the muscles trained okay okay i've seen that that's very common in like the um in uh in the uh, kuwait because i've got a couple of friends who are over in kuwait and they've told me what those guys do out there and so, like so it's usually the top amateurs or like the guys gaming to be top amateurs that are the most mental It's the, the pros aren't like crazy uh, they they're doing
1: big amounts but it's nothing always crazy. the guys chasing the pro cards that are right. using amounts right. so, so, I- the guy, the guys with the good genetics don't need that shit.
2: Yeah, so the so I was speaking to a friend of mine who's who's now a pro, um, and he was telling he lives out in Kuwait, and he was telling me what they were doing out in like oxygen and stuff. And this amateur came up to him, and at the time, uh, this this friend of mine uh, was coached by, um, uh, coached by Aceto and Aceto had got him on like 750 tests, like 300 primo, like, you know, like it's not, not a lot of stuff like very moderate, very moderate. Right. Right. Very moderate amounts. Very, very low. Like this was really, really small amounts. Um, and, uh, and then he went and spoke to one of these guys who was going for, you know, the amateur Olympia over there. And he said to me, he goes, Oh, so, so how are you doing? Like, what are you going show they're talking about diet training drugs whatever and he goes oh this is this is what i'm doing and he shows this dude in the gym and he goes you do this every day and he's like no, weekly, mate. I do 750 tests a week, and then he's like, no, 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 this is rubbish, this is rubbish. And I and then he gets and shows him, and it's fi- he takes five grams of tests a week, year-round, two grams of Tren a week, year-round, um, 36 IUs of growth a day, like like, insane. That, 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 that's very similar to what Dallas
1: was doing, Dallas McCarver. Right. Right. They'll, they'll, they'll do like 4,000 mgs of, of a long ester test, like test E, test SIP, or SUS. Yeah. And then they'll do like 200 to 300 uh, migs of TNE every time they train. Wow. Um, so that that's that's very common. Like five grams of tests, guys. Jeez. It's not. It's not common, but it happens. Okay. Yeah. And it, it happens with the really big guys, like the guys that are big, like compete at like 290 and shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so that, was, that one, was just that one guy that that one guy that I hired that was honest with me. He wanted me doing. Um, you wanted me doing 700 MIGs a test a day. Jeez. So that's uh, yeah, that's 5,100 a week, isn't it, then? Or 5,000-something a week, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. And, and, yeah. And, and, yeah, and like I said, I didn't last too long on that, but I also was kind of – and he had wanted me on like 15 IUs of growth. Yeah, I, I mean, dude, it's not – I'm telling you now, man, these guys lie. I've caught them in so many lies. of those white guys that are pushing big, like I'll tell you, all when we get off here, Tom, I'll tell you about the guy in the UK who I'm telling you about. Of course. Of course. But uh, you'll you'll be like, holy fuck. But <laughs> anyway, but anyways, yeah, this is not uncommon. No. Yeah, that's crazy. Well, um, I think, we, I think the cool thing, hey, the, have you heard about in Kuwait? The, um, they'll be playing video games, yeah. and they'll bring in a, a cart full of drugs, and they'll <laughs> shoot. They'll do their injections while they're, like, relaxed playing video games. Uh, like, yeah, offensive cool. of crazy shit. Dude, crazy. like, honestly, like, the, the worst part about injecting is having to fucking do all these in shots, right? Yeah. So, dude, I'm just imagine you have okay. four guys just come into your room, <laughs> and, then, and, and then it's done within, like, minutes because they do all, the, you know, there's four different guys shooting your muscles. Yeah. All right, we train back and biceps today, so we're going to shoot your back and we're going to shoot your biceps. Yeah. And they'll go in there with four guys, and they'll shoot them, and they'll fucking shoot them up, and the guys will be like, all right, done. And they'll be playing video games, and they won't even know. Like, for me, it'd take me fucking hour doing all that shit, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's a pain. <laughs> that's crazy. That's crazy. That's um, why fucking that pussy Regan Grimes couldn't fucking last over there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, shit. they wanted me to take too much
2: drugs <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> um, so, what we, so what have we got left on the questions have we got anything else Caitlin or were you all uh, were um,
0: we yeah the only other thing was like cycles differing between sort of the classes I don't know if you sort of know like you know from physique to classic to um, you know open because obviously classic is such a big uh, well it sh- hypothetically it should be a really big change from open although obviously sometimes they do mix obviously other than um like genetics do does the difference in cycles does that play a role in sort of the, the cosmetic appearance
1: the genetic elite really their cycles are pretty similar um because they're all working with guys like neil hill chris Acito, yeah. um those mainstream guys and they're not gonna they're not you know maybe like spe- special guys like flex lewis they'll, they'll They'll do their own. Flex Lewis probably does his own stuff. But I'm saying, like, the majority of those guys who work with, like, Aceto and stuff, they're genetic elite. Like, Aceto only works with genetic elite. I'll give you an example. He won't take people on unless you're half decent. Sorry. So Chris Aceto took on a few guys from Team China. And they ended up hiring me. And I said, let me see your stage photos. And, and they were out of shape, guys. Really? So, but they paid Chris really well. And they paid me well. These Chinese guys, do they pay... They pay well, and they pay on time, and they're fucking, they love bodybuilding. And I trained that same guy that Aceto trained, and I had him, I had him peeled, and it's not, and it's just not because that, it's because Chris can't do this, that thing with a a guy that's not genetic elite. you can't feed a guy all these carbs, and, you know, and not have him on much drugs, and like, oh, don't get me wrong, I dieted these guys way harder than Aceto did, because I saw what they were doing with Chris. And when Chris diets the genetic elite, no matter what they do, they're going to keep getting leaner each week and they'll probably get bigger each week. Yeah. Now that won't happen with a guy at genetic elite. So the guys at the Olympia stage, most of them had previous coaches that got them to that point. And then when they get to that point of like either almost turning pro, guys like Chris Aceto, Neil Hill, all those guys will, will catch on to them and they'll either offer free training, spawn, some sort of sponsorship. And those guys don't run that much drugs. So... Uh, Caitlin, to be honest, there's not much drug dosage difference from those physique guys yeah. to those open guys. It's not much. Maybe, you know, maybe those physique guys will run like 500 mix of tests or the open guys will be at like a thousand mix of tests. Um, maybe the physique guys will run 300 trend and maybe some of the open guys will run 500 to 700 trend, stuff like that, but nothing like astronomical, you know? Yes. Yeah, so no. it's, it's the point. Of it's like- mainly the food. When your genetics are good. The drugs can be similar but it's mainly how much food are you consuming and and how how much how heavy are you training in the gym
0: yeah of course and then obviously whatever you fit into you will fit into like a a physique they're they're gonna fit into it and they'll fit into it perfectly and that and
1: you know that's why a lot of people are like oh thank god they came out with these divisions it's like you know like I'm, i'm such a bodybuilder i'm like you know what if you can't make it you can't fucking make it you know And but now they made you know now they're gonna come out with all these weird divisions. I guarantee in five years there's gonna be another three divisions with fucking the. They're gonna probably have a guy with a glute division. You're gonna see all guys with fake asses on stage. I mean, dude, I'm telling you, they'll do anything to make money. So if they see that people will compete in a certain division, like they just came out with that wellness shit. Like, what the fuck is that? Is that like bikini and figure, and then you just like did like a hybrid or something? Like, what is that? So uh, I don't know, dude. Like I'm a bodybuilder. If you can't make it as a bodybuilder, then find another fucking hobby. You know what I mean. So, I I don't know, man. That's how I feel. But yeah. as you know, guys, this is a business, right? Mm-hmm. And they'll do anything to make money. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah and,
0: people
1: love wellness now. They they love it. And like like, uh, Caitlin, I'm sure you're a female, so you probably like looking at a classic guy or a men's physique guy. And you probably think bodybuilders are like, oh, that's maybe that's a little too much at the Olympia level. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure, like, it's fun to look at the freaks and stuff. But yeah. if you were to be in a relationship with one of them, you're like, I'd probably go with the physique guy. But you know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? It's, it's a little, it's a little, um, to some people, it's like, oh, my God, I don't want to look like that or whatever, you know. I, I think I think you got to do it. It makes you happy. But I don't know. You know,
2: it's not for everyone. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah yeah absolutely i get that <laughs> right well i think uh, i think we've got a lot out of that that was a really good one thank you for uh yeah, exactly. you guys will be able to cut out all the bullshit yeah but, um, <laughs> okay, it'll be good we'll cut out all the yeah, bullshit yeah <laughs> <laughs> not, i'm talking about like the freezing yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah of course yeah of course of course Of course. all right well thank you very yeah, much thank for you so uh, much. that a lot um have we got oh no. do you want to do you want to plug everything no. huh do you, you want to plug your coaching services you yeah. I don't really promote much, but
1: uh, my website is www.bigdaddyb.com, and uh, you can go under my services or my store, and uh, I'm I'm good there. And um, you know, if you want to contact me, my contact information is on there. And uh, when you guys put this up, send it to me, and I'll share it. No, thank you. I appreciate that, that a lot. Thank you. Uh-huh. Right, well, anyway, that was... Uh, yeah. that was if, if you yeah. have my email, email me. I'll send you that cycle. You'll get a kick out of it. Sounds good to me. I'll do that straight. All right.
0: All right. thank you so much.